John, fantastic uh, episode here um, of Behind the Bars about the Serial One cycle company um, who are producing state-of-the-art e-bikes right now. And I think you in particular are suitable uh, for them. I think you're kind of like their target customer because you know guys like me who are in shape don't need pedal yeah. assist you, but you guys got, like you mark you got you got you started breathing heavy during the just behind your mask while you were talking so please don't go there about who's in shape <laughs> the fact that you're breathing heavy come on welcome to the behind the bars podcast where we discuss all things motorcycles memories and mayhem oh this is awesome sponsored by wilkins harley davidson let's get this thing started here's john and mark so on the line with us today is aaron frank brand director and rich bunzel from dealer relations of serial one cycle company some folks that we've been trying to get on our podcast for quite some time but been very busy welcome guys how are you Doing really great, John. Thanks for the welcome. Awesome, John. So um, we're going to get right into this. Um, I know you guys are really, really busy. You're out there. Uh, you've had your uh, bikes out there in the public, right? I mean, you're testing these already or having people ride them out in public. Is, is that correct? Yeah, definitely. We actually just got back from our first mobile demo tour. Um, Rich and I and a few other members of the Serial One staff just spent a little over two and a half or actually almost a full three weeks down in Florida um, in a van, uh, basically. Down by the river? Bikes around and presenting them to dealers and consumers for the first time. So, yeah, we just got in off the road and just had our first um, consumer and dealer test rides. It's been really exciting the last couple of weeks. So for our listeners that aren't familiar with Serial One Cycle Company, because it is a fairly new company, right? It's only been in existence how long now? Um, yeah, so we just formed the company um, in October of 2020. So we're only really going into our third or fourth month of um, incorporation as the separate standalone Serial One brand. Um, you know, we this project originally started inside of Harley-Davidson, and these bikes were kind of uh, born and bred at Harley-Davidson in the Product Development Center, and the decision was made recently to spin it off into a separate brand. So we've been working on the project for a couple of years now, but the Serial One brand is um, officially only four months old. Got it. But from my perspective, uh, absolutely crazy amount of press in that amount of time. Oh yeah, yeah. Our launch was uh, our launch was incredibly successful from a PR standpoint. I think that it just shows that there's well two things going on. There's so much interest in e-bicycles right now. It's such a really strong segment with a lot of uh, consumer attention, and also just a lot of excitement around Harley Davidson getting involved in the e-bicycle space. So I think those two things coming together kind of made a perfect storm and um, really garnered us a lot of attention and excitement, which is which has been great. So, so e-bikes, uh, just for, for those folks that, that aren't familiar with, with what an e-bike is, I know there's two different versions of what we classify an e-bike. Um, tell us, what, what, our listeners, what, what is an e-bike? 
Yeah, so let's be really clear, John. Um, what we're talking about here with Serial One is e-bicycles. Um, so these are not motorcycles. This is not like live wire. This is basically a pedal-powered bicycle with pedal-assist electric technology. So imagine a bicycle with pedals and a small electric motor and battery attached to it that basically amplifies the pedaling input that you put in with your legs. So basically, um, you pedal and it delivers one to four times more um, input and pedaling torque than your legs um, deliver on their own. So basically a bicycle that makes you feel like Superman. So, so and I think Rich described it that, that one time I, I spoke with Rich that you feel like Superman. You do. Mark, you've ridden one of these e-bicycles, right? I mean, uh, this is the first time you've been able to, to actually go a couple miles down the road. Stop it, John. That's not true. Um, first of all, of all the people in our dealership, I'm the least one who needs pedal assist. You may be the most likely one to need pedal assist. Anyway, let's, let's be honest. Okay. So well, this is not about you today. Oh, okay. So, oh. what, so what are what are your questions, Mark? You you you've got he's got like four pages of questions, and unfortunately, it's a twenty minute uh, podcast, so we're not going to get to these. So because I'm prepared and you're not, and so someone has to have some notes. So, gentlemen, I, I I'm curious about, and I know the answer, but I I would love for our listeners to hear the answer from you guys. Where did the name Serial One come about? Now, we're not talking about breakfast cereal here, are we? <laughs> um, I can jump in there, Mark. No, we are definitely not talking about breakfast cereal. It's cereal, S-E-R-I-A-L-1. And the name is really an homage to that earliest Harley-Davidson. If you've been to the Harley-Davidson Museum, um, you know that the oldest surviving Harley-Davidson motorcycle is referred to as cereal number one. Um and when you see that motorcycle at the museum, um, just to the left of that display, there is a, um, a drawing that's actually the oldest artifact in the Harley-Davidson Museum. It dates from 1901, and it's William Davidson's drawing of a um, accessory bicycle motor. So it's really interesting. The oldest artifact in the Harley-Davidson Museum is not actually a motorcycle, but a drawing of an accessory bicycle motor. And I think that that calling the company serial one is just really like i said an homage to those earliest days of harley davidson you know harley davidson was really founded as a mobility company and it just so happened that motorcycles were really the cutting edge of of um, individual mobility in uh, 1903. So we were just thinking if you were to refound the motor company right now in 2020, really um, in a lot of places, e-bicycles are the cutting edge of, of um, individual mobility. So the name Serial One is just really a nod back to the founding of Harley-Davidson and an attempt to kind of channel that pioneering spirit and that dedication to individual mobility that we're trying to bring to life here with, with e-bicycles from Serial One. So that's interesting to hear the genesis of this. And, you know, I saw the prototypes before the release of the four models, and the prototype really looks a lot like the original Serial One with the leather, brown leather saddle and grips and, and white uh, tires. A lot of it was very reminiscent of the Serial One original. So I, what I'm curious about is as you took the prototype and you, um, you actually developed it into production uh, models, four of them, I understand, uh, so what what were the challenges there for you uh, taking that prototype to the next step? Yeah, actually, the process was kind of um, uh, backwards from what you described, Mark. We took the uh, the existing Mosh City, which is our entry level single speed electric bike, and we created that uh, 
what we're calling the tribute bike that you saw in the uh, in the launch video. We created created that from the Mosh. So if you look really closely at our production Mosh bike, which is a flat black, basically the tribute bike is mechanically identical to the Mosh that you can buy right now from your Harley Davidson dealers. We just gave it a cosmetic treatment with the gloss black paint and. Uh, a lot of nickel plating, a lot of uh, a lot of polishing and nickel plating on all of the hard parts, and like you said, the uh, the Brooks saddle and the white tires. So we kind of adapted that from our production. Bike. Oh, I see. I but see. Really, the, oh, oh, go ahead. No, I see. I, I I I did have it backwards. I thought it was the other way around. Yeah. No, so I mean the biggest challenge I think was translating. Um, I think the biggest challenge in the development of the production bikes was just really making an e-bicycle that um, rides and performs as well as the Harley-Davidson motorcycles. You know, the Serial 1 e-bicycles were designed and developed by Harley-Davidson engineers, and they have a very high standards and very um, uh, specific expectations about how a vehicle performs. And I think that, you know, early on, we did a lot of benchmarking with competitive electric bicycles and, um, you know, learned a lot about the competitive set that was out there. And the biggest challenge, again, was just designing and developing an e-bicycle that lives up to the consumer expectations for Harley-Davidson in terms of a really high-performance, high-functioning, high-quality uh, two-wheeled vehicle. So, so, Aaron, um, what is what are the big differences between, let's say, uh, a Serial 1 uh e-bike and let's say a a a big contender like a giant e-bike um or specialized yeah so i'd say the most important differentiator for our bikes is they were um designed first and foremost to be e-bicycles um that's not always the case especially at lower price points at lower price points you'll often see uh traditional bicycles that were adapted to um electric technology and that's where you see like you know hub motors the motors in the front or rear, rear wheel instead of mid motor mounted in the frame you'll see really ugly batteries that look like you know warts just kind of strapped on a down tube or a seat tube or mounted to a rack um just really kind of clumsy vehicles that are just adapted to traditional bicycle technology um our bikes were designed from the ground up from go to be specifically um electric bicycles and there's a lot of um you know really uh, if you look at the mid-mount motor, uh, we have a custom battery that's very compact and very low-mounted. A lot of really specific design details that um, help us centralize mass, um, which is as important on a bicycle as, as it is in a motorcycle, and do a lot of other things that make these bikes really neutral, handling, really confident, and really easy to ride. And I think that that's the biggest difference there. From, from another angle, we don't aspire to be a motorcycle either. We want to we we want to stick to the pedal assist e bicycle area, right? Motorcycles we came from, you know that from Harley Davidson, but we're not trying to go there. And you'll see a lot of companies might be toying with a throttle and might be thinking, oh, what more can we be? We're focused on being a great e a pedal assist e bicycle class one and class three that people can ride and just get that enjoyment, re-engage that enjoyment they had on bicycles before maybe they stopped and they started rusting in their garage that this pandemic brought about. So um, it's really just being true to exactly what we want to do and not thinking, where can we go with this and where will we go with this? It's like, we are a pedal assisty bicycle and we're going to make the best one out there. So Rich, are there, there's no future in throttle? 
No, I don't think we'll ever say there's no future or anything like that. Right now we're focused on pedal assist, but that's interesting to the test ride. Everyone comes up and that's one of the first things we explained to all these test riders in the audience we saw was that just to be very clear, this is pedal assist. Let's understand what we're getting into because 50% of the people we saw were expecting a throttle. We're expecting they'd give it a kick and then it would just go for them. And that's not, that wasn't at all what, uh, what this was designed to be. So no, um, you know, we won't speak on future product, of course, but what we have is pedal assist and, and you know, we're very proud and, and we built an incredible pedal assist e-bicycle. And, and Rich, how was uh, Harley Davidson itself instrumental in the design of, of the, of these e-bikes? Yeah, so like we said before, John, this project actually started at Harley Davidson and when this product was launched, Rich and I and uh, most of our team, in fact, were Harley-Davidson employees working at Harley-Davidson. So, you know, this was a project that was born out of Harley-Davidson's Product Development Center. A lot of the uh, staff that worked on the original Serial 1 prototypes, and in fact, a lot of the engineers that um, lead product development at Serial 1 right now are Harley-Davidson engineers that, um, you know, designed, worked on Livewire and so many other uh, familiar motorcycle projects that we know. So very much this was a product that was born and bred inside of Harley-Davidson. And we continue, even though we are a separate brand, we still have a very close relationship with Harley-Davidson. They are a minority partner in the Serial 1 brand, so they have an equity stake in the brand. Um, we are still, our product development is still located on the Harley-Davidson campus here in Milwaukee. Um, we're in the 4000 building at Juno. So if any of your listeners have been to the Juno facility, we're on that on that campus. That's where our bikes are still built or um, still where our engineering is still housed right now. And we still have a really close relationship um, in terms of access to, you know, testing and labs and expertise um, inside of Harley Davidson's um, engineering halls. So, so Aaron, why why spin it off? Why become a minority partner? Why, why would Harley Davidson design design these be involved with this and then spin it off yeah i think that that's a really that uh, that was really um a priority of uh the new ceo yakin zeitz you know a lot of what he has tried to do with um rewire is position harley davidson to be as successful as possible in um all segments that is active in and you know yakin is a super innovative super entrepreneurially minded person and it was clear to him that you know being that we're building electric bicycles. It's a different product built for a different target in an entirely different market. We would have more success and we would be able to, um, you know, basically be more nimble and agile if we had a dedicated brand that could make decisions for itself without having to, you know, uh, make decisions in alignment with uh, Harley Davidson's larger corporate priorities. So this is, I think, really the best of both worlds. It gives Harley Davidson a meaningful stake in this really exciting e-bicycle marketplace. And it also gives Serial One the flexibility to, um, you know, move quickly and be very, very responsive to the e-bicycle consumer without, um, you know, having the, 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 the pressures that would come with being part of the larger Harley Davidson brand. Sure. I mean, you mentioned, um, you know, uh, being housed inside Juno. So are these are these made in the United States? I, I, I know, obviously, the products come from all over the world. It's a global economy now. But are, are they are they just designed in the United States or are they also assembled? How does that work? No, the bikes are designed here in Milwaukee. They're actually assembled by a contract manufacturer um, overseas. Our contract manufacturer actually has um, facilities all around the world. 
but yeah, most of the, the design and engineering happens here in the US. We have people on the ground at our contract manufacturer's facility doing quality assurance for us, but it's very much in keeping with the way that essentially all um, high quality bicycles are built right now in, in 2021. Understood. Gentlemen, do the bikes still maintain some Harley-Davidson badging on them? Yes, the bikes are powered by Harley-Davidson, and you'll see on the elevated chain say the Harley-Davidson name is very prominent on the frame. So tell us about the four models and what makes them different from one another. Well, um, the entry model is the Mosh, which we talked about a little bit, led to the Tribute bike. And that is our it is a uh, really kind of a, a, a bare bone um, you know, Aaron and I like to call it, it's kind of like the sportster of the line to compare it to Harley Davidson models, but it's really true and really raw and really responsive. It is a, a single speed, so it does not have a signature, um, element of this, of the, uh, rush bikes that, that Aaron will talk about in a little bit, but it's, um, they all have the mid motors. Um, they're, they're a bros motor, um, very highly rated, uh, produce incredible torque. They have torque sensors in that read your pedal input and then they're all belt driven so the mosh is kind of an unforgiving fun um urban play bike is how we how we how we kind of name it um it's got a little bigger tires on it 2.8 um inch tires on 27 and a half inch rims um and hydraulic brakes all our bikes feature internally wired hydraulic brakes which give incredible stopping power which is something a a key element to e-bicycles that a lot of the, um, as Aaron described them, bikes that were adapted to be e-bikes didn't really catch. You got more power and more weight. You need more stopping power. We know this in the motorcycle space, you guys do especially. So we put big 203 um, millimeter uh, rotors on there and the great grabbing, great stopping power. And every customer that rode them said, whoa, those brakes are impressive. And they're not even as impressive as the Rush City brakes. And I'll turn over the Rush line to Aaron to talk a little bit about that, but that's the Mosh City, which is our single speed um, entry entry urban fun play bike. Yeah, I'll just throw out one other little fun fact about the Mosh before we talk about the Rush. If you look at the profile of the Mosh City frame, it's basically a 1930s Harley Davidson VL frame. If you pop the uh, tanks off of the L frame and you look at that strong backbone line that goes straight down to the back and that sort of like uh, fuel tank like um, uh, silhouette of the frame, it's basically identical to the uh, to the 30s era VL frame. So we took a little bit of that Harley Davidson design DNA and put it into that bike, which is kind of a cool little selling point for Harley's brand fans. What do you what do you think? What are you most um, pleased with Aaron as far as your bike over other bikes? I mean, what what stands out? The the only if you could only say one thing that makes your bike stand out, Serial One Cycle Company stand out, what would that be? Yeah, so this is going to sound crazy. The best thing about our e-bicycles is they feel like normal bicycles. When you jump on them, it doesn't feel different at all. It feels very neutral and confident. It just feels much faster than a regular bike. And when you ride a lot of other e-bicycles, um, because of the extra weight they're carrying and way that the way that weight is placed or the um, the way the motors work, there's a lot of um, uh, 
characteristics that are unique to e-bicycles. We've done such a good job at Serial One making our bike completely transparent from the way the motor engages to the belt drive that keeps everything really smooth to the mass centralization that maintains super neutral handling. The best compliment that we get when people who know e-bicycles ride our e-bicycles is they say, wow, that doesn't feel like an e-bicycle at all. It just feels like a really great bike. And I think that that's the the thing that I'm most proud of, our engineering team did something, did a really great job of building a bike that's really fun and easy to ride. So I covered the mosh. Aaron, why don't you share a little bit of the, uh, what I what I consider refinement that takes into the rush line of our bikes. Yeah, so Rich did a really good job of describing the mosh, which like he said, that's our entry level urban play bike. Think of that as the sportster of our lineup. Um, the other platform is our rush city platform. Think of that as, really the the road glider, the ultra classic of our lineup. So this is our fully featured commuter bike. Um, when you look at the bike, it's immediately identifiable at a glance because there's fenders front and rear, there's racks front and rear. So you have um, more protection from the elements, the ability to carry, um, you know, uh, small loads front and rear on the racks. The biggest difference is instead of a single speed, it uses a Anviolo, um, automatic shifting, continuously variable transmission hub. <laughs> so that's a lot of jargon there. Um, but basically, you know, you guys, are, I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, you remember riding a 10 speed in the 70s, or if you're riding bicycles now, they're 21, 27, 29 speeds. Um, our rush bikes have an infinite number of gear ratios thanks to that continuously variable transmission. And not only does it have an infinite number of gear ratios, it automatically shifts for you. So basically you put in your preferred pedaling cadence, you know, whether that's 50 RPM or 75 RPM or 100 RPM, and the bicycle automatically and constantly adjusts the, um, gear ratio to keep you at your preferred cadence. So basically it's a bike that always feels like it's in exactly the right gear all the time. So no matter if you're going five miles an hour, 25 miles an hour, uphill, downhill, the pedaling cadence is always the same. So it always feels like it's in the perfect gear. I mean, one more thing I'll say is we, we've really gone to great pains to make these bikes really um, disappear beneath you. You know, there's belt drives on all of our bikes instead of a chain. So there's no maintenance. There's no dirty chain to bump up against. There's nothing you have to worry about there. Um, the shifting system is entirely internal and automatic. The brakes are hydraulic and self-adjusting. The All of the cable routing and wiring is internal. We've designed these bikes to be as maintenance-free and as easy to ride as possible. So basically you put you know, put air in the tires every eight weeks and you, you really should be good to go. There's nothing else you need to think about. And when it comes to riding the bike, again, you just get on and go, you pedal and go. You don't have to worry about shifting gears or, you know, keeping your chain looped or anything else like that. It's a bike that is very easy to use that you can just get on and ride. Yeah. And it's your, your head's always up kind of just watching where you're riding, enjoying yourself, not, not wondering about, am I in the right gear? Am I doing anything? And likewise, we've got um, lighting on the bike, some, some signature lighting on the front with a signature light um, in a, on the head tube, on the head tube, as well as some built-in lighting for just a, a very bright led front light and two rear running lights that are tied to an accelerometer for safety. People behind you, anytime you slow down, they brighten up and let people know. So it's really designed to, to be a, a safe and enjoyable experience that you just pedal and enjoy it. You know, get your knuckles in the wind and, and do what you do and get out there and explore, you know, uh, your community and your area. And, and the one thing we hear from 
everyone that rides an e-bike is like, it's just like a bike, except I get to ride more and I get to go further and I get to do more and do it more often. They're, the, a hill isn't daunting to them anymore. They mm. don't head out and say, we got to head back because we got to navigate those two hills before we get home. And then we got to do this. It's it, that loses it because you've got that power to just take you right up the hill. Like we mentioned before, just like Superman or you just kind of navigate it. It's not even a thought. It's not even a concern. You just want to ride longer distances and more. Yeah, even, even a tough guy like Mark will enjoy the, the uh, <laughs> going up the pillar against a strong headwind. So, gentlemen, where where will the Serial One bikes be available for people who are interested to test ride and potentially purchase? You're kind of plugging them, aren't you, Mark? You're, well, you're, yeah. This is like a freebie. Where, no, where, yeah, well, where where do you get your product is is basically what well, you're saying. Well, I'm I'm. This is unpaid. This I, is an unpaid sponsorship. I'm curious. You don't often, just promote them. Well, I, I'm not. I'm. This he, is an interview. I I know it's an interview, but I'm curious because I'm sure that people listening are going to want to know. Okay, this sounds really right. awesome. Where am I going to experience this thing? I mean, are there going to be serial one dealerships or are they going to be in Harley dealerships? What's the story? So we have a uh, hundred, a hundred and uh, I think five. Harley Davidson dealers that have signed up to be test ride locations for Serial One, so our partners, we call them Tier One locations. Um, there is a dealer locator on our website where you can find out where they are near you. Um, so the reason we decided that, and that's the only place they'll be, that's the only place we'll have these because you know our partnership with Harley dealers and our knowledge of Harley dealers on what they've done, you know, all their, you know, the, the 100, 118 years that they've been around They've delivered that customer experience and it's only heightened to new people to become a, a, a safe place for people to try something new that's really cool. And we thought that really fit um, a lot of the experiences most more recently that Harley dealers have been offering, whether it's been um, new rider parties, uh, new rider courses and rider training, things like that. They understand um, in evolving in a new in a new area. So we chose Harley dealers to be our outlets um, for test ride and where you can place an order and take delivery. We do have an additional 55 locations that won't may have a limited number of bikes that they may decide to purchase, but can also deliver bikes um, should someone want to take delivery um, of a assembled bike in their market. But 105 Harley-Davidson locations will get a uh, test ride um, package, which includes four bikes um, in all the sizes and all the makes which will allow everyone to experience the full gamut and make their make an informed decision on making a purchase. Are you happy with that, Mark? Yeah, I'm, I am happy with that. Okay. I, uh, yes. They, so they go online. What's the website? We might as well ask the website. Why don't I do that for you, Mark? Yeah. What? What's the website? The website is serialone.com. That's S-E-R-I-A-L number one.com. Okay. Hey, are you guys hearing any sarcasm? Because I'm smelling Good, I'm some. laying it on pretty thick. Okay, so we are almost, we're essentially out of time. These guys gave us 20 minutes, and now we're at 25. You did that with uh, Charlie Borman as well, where you pushed the envelope. Yeah, it's uh, true. Guys, we know you're very, very busy. We know you have plenty of uh, uh, people to get back to. Um, anything uh, as you want to wrap up that maybe we didn't hit on that you're like, why why didn't Mark ask about X? Um, you know, I just want to invite anyone who's listening, John, to really come out and ride the bikes. I think a lot of people don't really understand what uh, e-bicycle is, and a lot of people don't ever consider themselves as cyclists. But really, the 
the electric assist technology is pretty incredible. It allows you to have that really authentic cycling experience, but you know, with one to four times more power. So if you're not riding a bike right now because you think hills suck or headwinds are no fun or it's too hard, I just really recommend that you jump on, um, you know, go to your Harley dealer and jump on a bike for a demo ride because you'll really be surprised. It really makes that um, experience so much more fun and engaging. You have the freedom and versatility of a bicycle, but just with much more speed and much less effort. So it really like it makes it accessible to a lot of people that might not think of themselves as cyclists right now. So I'd really say just come on out and try one. Yes, yeah, and I'd, I'd add uh, most of the people that rode, or almost all of them, the first pedal stroke, the common response was wow, or ooh, or oh, that's cool. And there were a few that came out and actually told us after they rode the bikes, I didn't want to like this. <laughs> I didn't want to do this and like it, but I sure did. Yep. Again, they were true cyclists. They thought it, it was cheating, and it it truly isn't. It can give you a workout. So well, it's just an, something you need to experience to appreciate. I know we're out of time, but you know, one thing I would say, Rich, to that point is um, a lot of bike paths out there that there are, you know, families that go to these. You know, they'll they'll go to a uh, parking lot. Uh, take their bikes down off the rack, get on the bike, and then they go. But they've, they've seen the same route, uh, you know, a thousand times. Whereas when you're on an e-bike, you're just expanding. Like you said, you, you, there are places you don't avoid, but you get to see that much more mileage, that much more scenery. Um, it just enhances the all-around experience. And if you get tired at the end, well, then, you know, you can uh, use a lot more power to, to get you back. But I, I think it's uh, you're certainly on to something. The, the, um, the product is amazing. The advertising is inspiring. Um, we're we're uh, we're rooting for you guys. I'm really excited to see where you know Serial One Cycle Company goes in the future. Um, love to have you back at a later time, um, but we know you're really really busy right now, so we, we appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Awesome, appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I'll send. Um, we can send Mark some spandex for his next cycling adventure. Please don't. Yeah, please, please. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Bars podcast, sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting podcast. Check out additional information on WilkinsHarley.com.